At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Craig Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine turn. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you as coming up in about 15 minutes, I will not be alone at the desk as David Baker, he is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, he's going to be joining me, we're going to be taking a look back as everything that we saw in week five, he's got anything for Monday Night Football, we'll throw that out there as well, and then top of that, we're going to be taking a look forward to week six on these look at lines, because I always do feel like some of the best value that you are able to get in terms of betting in really any sport is in terms of in like college basketball, baseball, overnight numbers. When it comes to the NFL, because obviously you have these teams playing once a week, it's these openers, these numbers that come out on like Sunday and Monday, and then you're able to fire in on those right away. And then you see the line progressively move all throughout the week. I think that there's good value there. I know that Dave Tooley, gave out a little bit of something for that in our number one and always appreciate that but we're going to be touching upon those as well and then all this is made possible by our wonderful producer Jason Kahn this is a show that says a great Peterson experience but you know what it does take a tremendous team to be able to make this show operate and Jason does an amazing job being able to book everything keep things all nice neat clean and easy for me so always do appreciate our good friend Jason for those of you guys watching on visa.com and any of the many providers that carry VSIN, everything that you're seeing on screen, all the graphics, what have you, that is courtesy of our good friend Dakota. He does an amazing job as our technical director. We've got John Brown in studio making sure that the graphics and everything is all up to snuff. And then 
for those of you guys listening on radio or on the iHeartRadio app. Taylor, he gets me set up on audio. Even if I sound like I am talking incoherently, you're able to hear it very, very crisply. And that's because Taylor, you know, he does an amazing job of getting that all set up. So big thanks to these guys. They are the best in the business. And this is the best time in the business to be taking a look at baseball as well as we're going to be spending most of our time on football. But I do think that it is important to bring up what we're going to be seeing in terms of these divisional series as well. Most books do not have numbers up. For game one of the NLDS along the ALDS as most of these pitchers are a little bit TBD. I know that there are some openers coming out. And for those of you guys looking for a little bit more of a game-to-game preview of what we're going to be getting on Tuesday at GUnit underscore 81. I've got my handicap for all of these games in terms of what I am projecting with the starting pitcher as well. Because I'm not just throwing out there a number being like, oh, I think that the Philly should be minus like something depending upon if it's Ranger Suarez, Kyle Gibson, bullpen game, that is certainly going to affect the line. So I've got who I think is going to be pitching. So we've got that all covered there. But in terms of what we're seeing in the futures market right now and these series, I do think that it is a fascination. And I do think that you're able to, much like I was saying in the wild card round, get more value if you're just betting this in terms of game to game. And you saw that in the divisional or in the wild card. If you just bet everything game to game rather than placing a futures bet, if you had a losing team in terms of the wild card, well, you still lost regardless. But if you had a winning team, you were able to really maximize those profits. And the way that we see it right now in terms of a lot of these series, I do think that some of these numbers, you probably want to be getting a little bit more bang for your buck. Also keep in mind that these are five game series rather than seven game series. So that is a very much important. I do think that if you're betting series prices, when you, the more games in the series, the more value you've got with the series rather than just betting it individually because in order for a team to advance, they need to win at least three out of five games and you're just not going to lose too much juice even with a favorite like the LA Dodgers or the Houston Astros if you only lose twice and you win three times. So I do think that that is something that is important to take note of because right now the Dodgers, they're a minus $2 favorite against the Padres who are a plus 160 at DraftKings. The Mariners are plus 185 against minus 215 of the Houston Astros. The Yankees are minus 210 against the Cleveland Guardians, who are a plus 165. And then the Phillies are plus 155, minus 180 on the Atlanta Braves. You just do the math. And right now with the Seattle Mariners, they're most likely going to throw out their Logan Gilbert against Justin Verlander. If I were to guess, the books are probably going to put the Houston Astros as a $2 favorite, maybe a tad bit more, maybe a tad bit less. But if you're taking a look at the Seattle Mariners, you've got to be able to get probably like a plus 170 to a plus 175. And if you think that they're going to be able to win the series, you're probably going to be getting at minimum plus 150, I would say, on every one of their wins. You go three and two on a plus 150, you're getting much better than the plus 185 that they're offering right now on series prices. And these series prices, they're going to fluctuate a little bit book to book based on where you're shopping at. But these are relatively in line with what we're seeing in terms of market. You're just able to do so much better by betting these game to game. So I would say don't really fuss around with the series prices too much. If there is a future that I would be advising, because right now I just think that the features in general, it's very, very dry. Like right now, the LA Dodgers to win the World Series, that's at a plus 310. If you just take the series price in the NLDS, 
you roll it over if they win it to the NLCS, and then you roll that over to the World Series. You're going to do better than the plus 310 that we're finding right now. So going series to series rather than betting on the whole enchilada, you're able to do much better there as well. It's just with futures, you really have missed the boat if you're looking to fire in right now. Like the Guardians are right now your biggest long shot at 18-1, to and honestly, I think they've got a better shot of winning the World Series than the Phillies who are currently listed at 11-1 to and the Padres who are listed at 10-1 to because I just don't think that there's any way that either of these two teams are going to be able to take down the Atlanta Rays and the, and the LA Dodgers who have had a completely historic season. And again, I thought that the wild card round was going to be featuring quite a few of the chalkier teams, the teams that were at home of being able to win as well, and that is always the beauty of the MLB World Series. If you are looking at something that I think could lend a little bit of value, is if you really want to get exact now, this is sort of like, in its own way, a little bit of a MLB futures parlay, and I know at places like DraftKings, I'm sure that there are many, many other books that they offer this, but it's something like the New York Yankees to beat the LA Dodgers in the World Series. You're able to get 13 to 1 on it, and you're able to get relatively solid value there. Even if you bet the LA Dodgers to come out of the National League side of things and the Yankees come out of the American League side of things, you split up those two bets, you're still not going to be able to get quite that much value, and then you would have to throw it all on the Yankees to win the World Series. That's a lot to ask on that. I do think that there is a little bit of value if you're going to be taking a look at any future at all, but I do take a look at things, and I do think that in terms of a game-to-game perspective, all these teams, I think, are going to be able to lend a little bit of value. Now, we need to see who is going to be the starters for Game 1 at this point. I'm sort of thinking that with the Cleveland Guardians, it's going to be Cal Quadrill. And if it's going to be Cal Quadrill, because it's already been confirmed that Garrett Cole is going to be going for the New York Yankees, that is a spot where you're going to be able to get a big plus price because Cal Quadrill, not much of a strikeout guy. And let's call it what it is. The casual MLB fan is not saying you're like, Oh boy, I can't wait to watch Cal Quantrill start game one for the Cleveland Guardians. But you know what? You should be amped up about Cal Quantrill if you're a sports better because the Cleveland Guardians in their last 17 games where Cal Quantrill starts 16 and one. And that one loss was when the Cleveland Guardians were playing against the Seattle Mariners. I would like to say about a month, month and a half ago, there was a four and a half hour rain delay. Quantrill threw three innings. He just couldn't return to the game because, well, there was a four-and-a-half-hour rain delay. This guy has been absolutely dominant as we've been able to get to the window time and time again for the Guardians. And I will say, because he's a little bit lower in the rotation, typically he's not going up against someone like a Garrett Cole, but that is certainly a spot that you do want to be targeting. And that's what I mean by there's just so much value taking a look at it game-to-game because, yeah, you could hit a series price and things like that, but why hit one series price when you can have a five-game series? You're able to hit four money lines. You're able to help out with your bankroll quite a bit more. In my opinion, it just makes it a whole heck of a lot more fun in general. And I do think that these individual games, it lends a lot of opportunities in general to be able to extract some value. And when it comes to what we're going to be seeing in terms of the National League side of things, I do think that with the LA Dodgers, something that you might want to be watching for is whether or not they're going to be able to win these games by multiple runs. Because the Dodgers have been that ultimate team of just being able to completely bulldoze teams all season long, they've got one of the best run line records that we've really ever seen for a team as a favorite because when it comes to the run line, you're able to either lay a run and a half or you're able to take a run and a half. And I always do think that that's very fascinating. But you take a look at what the LA Dodgers have done this season. This is a bunch that they won 111 games. 16 of them 
were by one run. And I believe that there was a minimum one time in which they were actually the betting underdog. They won like two games as an underdog and one or nine as a favorite. Among their 109 games that they won as a favorite, they covered the run line in all but 15 of them. That is absolutely ridiculous. That means that when you lay the run in half, which you're probably going to need to do if you're looking to extract a little bit of value on the LA Dodgers, they're going to be a chalky favorite against the San Diego Padres. Heck, if they go up against the Atlanta Braves, you're going to be a favorite in that series. If they go up against the Astros in the World Series, they're going to be a favorite in those games. This is a Dodgers team that, rightfully so, they are being priced very, very highly. This is the one team in the postseason that you might want to take a look at run lines on now. I probably would want to see a game or two to see how much you utilize Craig Kimbrell because that is the one big issue that I've got with them. And ironically enough, the other team I think is coming out of the National League in the Atlanta Braves. Bullpen pitching becomes more and more important in this time of the year. You always want to have that guy that you're able to rely upon for three outs. Mariano Rivera obviously was that for so many years with the New York Yankees. Led to a lot of their World Series wins. And I've seen it time and time again in the postseason where these closers, they're really able to be dominant and they're able to guide their team to victory. Kenley Jansen and Craig Kimbrell, they are guys that you do want to be watching out for. And I do think that that is something that needs to be factored in your handicap as to whether or not they went the previous day because I typically give the respective teams, the Atlanta Braves and the LA Dodgers, a little bit of an upgrade when Kenley Jansen and Craig Kimbrell had went the previous days because you get to avoid those shall we say, landmines that sometimes you get from there. And there's always a lot of landmines in terms of taking a look at the NFL. And David Baker is going to be able to help us maneuver through those for future weeks as we take a look back at what we saw in week five and turn it forward to week six with the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion David Baker on the other side here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. 
Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. The temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports, they are heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers. Is your go-to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers because new bettors are going to be receiving up to $500 in free bets when they make a first-time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, being joined by David Baker, a professional poker player and a man that won the 2020 Westgate Super Contest. And David, always appreciate the time that you give me every single Sunday. Thank you so much for joining me in studio tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. I know um, games today were exciting and uh, a lot of great play and a lot of awful play. And so uh, let's get at it. Let's talk about some of these games and uh, what were they doing out there? Yes, I think that this needs to be sort of used a Seinfeld reference, the airing of grievances with <laughs> some of what we saw in terms of Sunday. As I know you had some strong thoughts in terms of what we see in terms of situational play. And I think one of the trickiest things to do, regardless of the sport that you're handicapping, the NFL, college basketball, the NBA, you're able to go down the line. And it is a case of which with some of the situational play, some of some of the decisions made were honestly very, very good. And I know that we were talking about this with a team that got away with it, like the Ravens, for instance, kicking the field goal on fourth and a half a yard. It was just mind-numbingly bad. And I do think that it's very hard to quantify, but something that decides a lot of these games. Yeah, I think today, um, I mean, I, I think we're probably going to run through a lot of these games individually and we can kind of uh, attack them all when they when they get here. But I really think some of these coaches, I mean, they do a great job preparing their team and things for the the play, but the situational preparation of these teams is either lacking or they're just very bad at it because um, the, situ- the, the situational play and decision-making by the coaches and the quarterbacking, I mean, I can just name Brissett, Wentz, uh, even I, I didn't like what, what Baltimore did what a Kyler Murray um, there was just there was just abysmal decision making from the coaches and the quarterbacks uh, at the end of these football games and it even started Thursday night uh, you know Russell Wilson they're up three 
All they have to do is make a first down and they end the game. And instead of them running a four yard play, he runs a 25 yard pass play into the end zone, gets it picked off and subsequently loses the game because of it, where all they actually, the only way that they could, the only way they guaranteed to win the, win the game was to get four yards, get the first down. So run a safer pattern, get the first down, end the football game. Instead, they took a, a needless shot at the end zone. So I, th I think the situational play is really, really bad in the NFL right now. And, um, you know, that's why you have got teams like the Patriots and things that, that they've kind of hung around enough. You know, maybe they're, they're able to, to hang around long enough and let some of these coaches make mistakes where, you know, Bill Belichick has always had his team prepared. So... And what I think is interesting as well is you bring up that Broncos versus Colts game from Thursday, and I know that we're taking so much of a look at Sunday, but I think that that's a prime example, a guy like Russell Wilson, because while he was with the Seattle Seahawks, it felt like he never made those decisions. And I think a lot of it does have to come back to Nathaniel Hackett, because one thing that I think has been a hot-button topic is when it comes to ordeals like this, do you blame Nathaniel Hackett more? Do you blame Russell Wilson more? And I do think that the answer is somewhere in between. You can't put 100% of the blame on Russell Wilson. You can't put 100% of the blame on Nathaniel Hackett. It's essentially a garbage situation, which both are adding their trash to the big giant dumpster fire. But I do think that that is something to take a look at because I do think that there needs to be some blame assigned to what is hap happening. And sometimes I think that it might be just the collective of the coach and the quarterback that are both making bad decisions. Yeah, and sometimes it's a battle of... of which coach is going and which coach quarterback combination is going to just end up on the wrong side of variance because they're both making errors. I mean, this Charger Brown game, for instance, you know, Staley makes a decision to go forward from his own 40 yard line where essentially he's saying that he has more confidence. And I mean, I appreciate that he has more confidence in off his offense to make two yards, but the reality is if he punts the ball, the, you're probably going to give the ball to Jacoby Brissett at the 15-yard line with a minute left. And instead, you know, he wanted to kind of prove, you know, my offense is, is the best and I'm going to just go ahead and win this game right here. Where I, it, it did not feel like a wise decision at the time. Sure enough, they stopped him. Um, but before that, Jacoby Brissett just gives the game away. They're down two. They have third and seven. And he tries to fit it into a tight window instead of he had – you know, you have to run a safer play there or, you know, he was rolling out. He really could have tried to run for the first down, maybe the touchdown and at least get the field goal, go up and uh, win the game. But instead, he tried to force it in there. You had Carson Wentz try to force the ball in there, couldn't score from the three yard line. Um, I just thought there was a lot of really poor play at the end of these football games. And I guess that's why, you know, these the, the big time quarterbacks you know, like Mahomes and Allen and, and Lamar and things like that. That's why they get the, the big money because, you know, they're not they're not making these mistakes. And that's why we don't like the players like Wentz and Brissett and, <laughs> and things like that overall. And perhaps that's why we've seen nearly 60% of games this season go under the total as well. And we're talking about co coaching. And obviously this is one of the better coaches in the NFL. But I'm noticing that there are some of these teams that we could just sort of rule them into that bottom tier of the NFL and now we're able to have takeaways that oh yeah the one and four of this team it is warranted and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers obviously Mike Tomlin one of the best coaches in the NFL but this Pittsburgh Steelers team in terms of talent and talent alone they might be the worst team in the NFL I don't know if you've got pushback I don't know if you've got a different team that you might put into this full but I just took a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers today and there's just absolutely no weapons on this team pretty much 
on either side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to take too much from this game. I mean, the Bills are, you know, we've talked about it every week. They're the best team in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they just got in there and, and they gave up that 100-yard play, 98-yard play to start the game. And their backs were against the wall. They have a rookie quarterback and up against this offense. They get down. They really can't do anything. But one thing that I've really noticed is it, I'm not sure if this year is different than than years past, but – the offensive lines have really, you really can, the, the teams that don't have strong offensive lines have really, really struggled. And I think you're seeing that with Pittsburgh. I'm not sure if this year is different than, than years past, but I'm really noticing it this year that, that quarterbacks just aren't really having the time to stand in the pocket and, and deliver. Um, I mean, you saw it most recently with the last game that we watched. I mean, the Bengals. Joe, Joe Burrow just... Week in, week out, we think that he's going to get it right. He's got the weapons. Um, we think that he's elite. Uh, he's got an elite running back. He's got elite wide receivers. And week after week, he's just under so much pressure that they, he he just doesn't have time to deliver. His receivers don't have time to get the separation. So, I mean, you see that. You see Carson Wentz get just blown up because his offensive line is terrible. You know, when he had a little bit of time back there, he looked okay, but they, he he just doesn't respond well when the pressure's on him. Matt Stafford got absolutely was, blown up. I and, was about to bring up the Rams as well because that's the one thing that I noticed. Ever since Andre Whitworth has retired, this Rams offense has not looked the same. Yeah, and last week when we sat here and we, we previewed um, the next week's games, I said immediately Dallas was going to be my favorite play this week, and sure enough, I hope everybody got on that. Um, that seemed like the easiest play to me. I, I thought that they were should have been favored. I mean, they the NFL is one in the trenches. Unless you have just that absolute elite quarterback and weapons, which the Rams do not. Um, I know people want to put Stafford as elite, but he is not. He is not Mahomes. He is not Allen. He is not Brady with time. He's not Rodgers with time. He's Matt Stafford, and he won the Super Bowl, and congratulations. But I, I've, I was never ready to anoint Matt Stafford to the Hall of Fame or put him in that upper echelon of quarterbacks. And I think we're seeing it now with, the, with no offensive line. He has no time. He has one weapon. And when you can get pressure on these quarterbacks, they, it, it just doesn't matter. They, they're, they're stuck. And I think we're going to continue to see the teams like Philly and Dallas and Buffalo and San Francisco and the teams with the elite lines uh, dominate the NFL. And I'm not sure if we're just at a shortage of offensive linemen and maybe we're going through a cycle or what the situation is, but I felt like the offensive line play in general in the, in the NFL has really been down. And I think that's maybe why you're seeing more unders. You're seeing more fa teams fail in the red zone. You're seeing a lot of sacks. You're seeing a lot of... Um, just a lot of poor offense, and I think that it, it all starts with the offensive line. And I do think that the offensive line does bear itself out in terms of the offensive numbers that we see in general, in terms of like yards per carry with a guy like Najee Harris, but I do think that that is such a good point. One thing that I know that we really highlighted last offseason, which is why a lot of people were bearish on the Pittsburgh Steelers, was that they didn't address that offensive line. They really didn't do it this offseason. Now things have went from going down a little bit to 
way, way down with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I am in agreement with you there. And we've been talking about a lot of the disappointments with our good friend David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. Now I need to get his thoughts on a pair of surprising 4-1 teams next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. on VSN, the sports betting network. Compete for cash and a grand prize trip to Las Vegas with the Modelo Fight to the Top series. Enter nine free fantasy football contests and rise to the top of the leaderboard to claim your share of $5,000 in weekly cash prizes plus a grand prize trip to lovely Las Vegas. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Modelo NFL to get in on the action. Modelo, the official beers of fans with a fighting spirit, 21 years or older, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details, and please drink responsibly. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion David Baker. And David, we talked a little bit about the bad last segment. We were able to air out some of our grievances. Now let's take a look at the surprisingly good and Let's go to the team that they won across the pond today, the New York Giants. They get it done against the Green Bay Packers. Was looking a little bit grim in the first half. They come back from down two scores. And with the Giants, I still do think that this 4-1 record, a little bit of fool's gold. But I'm coming around on this team, and we mentioned it last segment with coaching and how much it should mean with a lot of these teams and how bad some of the coaching is. I take a look at the Giants, and coaching has been very good, and the offensive line has really been able to open up holes for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean, I I do think that the Giants is a little fool's gold. Um, I I really do like Brian Dable. I I think that he was the best candidate that's been up in the last several years, and I was surprised he didn't get a job last year, and I think New York got themselves a gem. I think he is going to build a winner there, but... I don't think it's this year. I do think that, you know, they've benefited from a somewhat easy schedule to start the season. Um, and they're just they're just wrecked with injuries. You just can't win consistently in the NFL when your wide receiver won. This week, last week it was Richie James. This week it's Darius Slayton. You know, the week before it was Sterling Shepard, who's out for the year. I mean... You're basically talking about a wide receiver core that wouldn't be on the field. There, and none of these guys would be on the field on about 28 other teams in the NFL. So um, it's a nice story. I like Dable. And I've always kind of thought Daniel Jones was a little bit underrated. And Saquon, if he can stay healthy, he's, he's good. But I, I'm not really going to look for them to be in contention for anything other than maybe a 500 record. Um, on the other side of this football game, I, I mean, let's talk about the Packers and I, another head scratching coaching decision. I'm watching the end of this game and Green Bay is driving for the go ahead score. They're in the red zone and their best offensive weapon, Aaron Jones, isn't on the field. And I, I'm, I'm really. Uh, why is your best weapon not on the field in the most important part of the game I, I'm just really not sure what is going on with some of the coaching and some of the coaching decisions you got a, you know you got an excellent effort out of Cobb and you know Rodgers was okay and 
yet then you get down here in the in the crunch time and the one guy who has a, always has a nose for the end zone is Aaron Jones I've always really liked that guy and always felt that he was good and and it just wasn't his series or they didn't call his play calls like this guy's got to be in the football game and if I'm a Packer fan like that's that's the that's my that's my major question is where's Aaron Jones when the when when the game's on the line either running patterns taking handoffs disguising whatever he needs to be out there so um i'm down on the giants and again like we talked about last week again this week they're just laying too high in numbers out there for the packers the packers don't have receivers that are capable of covering almost double digit lines um so yeah i'm just going to be continuing to look to fade them like we did two weeks ago with the patriots this week with the giants next week with the jets similar situation they're they're laying over a touchdown again probably be looking to take the points again. The Green Bay team's not built to to blow people out right now. I'm in total agreement with you. I think that this is a Packers team that they're a little bit more defense-oriented. Now, the defensive effort this week against the New York Giants, I would say it's lackluster because, to your point, this is a receiving core for the Giants that's not so great, but, I mean, it was the Packers wide receiving core too much better. I mean, you had Randall Cobb, who you mentioned. He's like 87 years old. He led the team with seven receptions for 99 yards. This is not a receiving core that itself is very good Aaron Rodgers he does a solid job of being able to make these guys look a little bit better but I do think that with the Packers as I'm to your point as long as they're continuing to lay a touchdown like they have been the last few days aside from when they're playing against the Chicago Bears I really can't take a look at the Packers at this high of a number yeah I mean uh Devontae Adams you know people have have long thought that receivers were replaceable and and you saw a lot of receiver movement of some of these top guys with you know, Hill and uh, Adams and, you know, some of these receivers are make, make these quarterbacks. Um, at the end of the day, will Dobbs or, um, you know, Lazard. Chris or Lazard or, or Watson step up and, and be the go-to guy? I don't know, but I do know that they had one in Adams and uh, he sure did make Rodgers look good the last couple of years. And, I mean, I think this Packers team's probably undefeated right now if they have if they have Adams, and now they're three and two and staring up at a team that I know we both like in the Minnesota Vikings up at the top of that division. Absolutely, and then I do think that this is something interesting as well because we're talking about so many of these coaches as well, and we always hear the theory of can a player turn the corner? Do you feel like a coach can turn the corner? Because Speaking of the Green Bay Packers, Mike McCarthy was doing a solid job with the Packers during the early part of his coaching tenure there. Things went very stale. They had to move on, and I thought that it was the right decision to can Mike McCarthy a few years ago. I take a look at what Mike McCarthy has done with the Dallas Cowboys, and I would argue that this is currently his finest coaching hour because even with Cooper Rush in there, they've been able to run off four straight wins, and it feels like the Cowboys aren't making as many boneheaded decisions as they did last year with regards to clock management. They haven't been in as many of those situations this season, but I take a look at the Cowboys and a big reason why they've been able to do a solid job is that I feel like Mike McCarthy has done a much better job this year than he has done in the past. Yeah. I mean, we want to assign a ranking to these coaches and quarterbacks and we just want to stick with it. But the reality is just like all of us in our jobs, you know, we're going to get better on a, on a day-to-day week-to-week basis. And some of us are going to improve by leaps and bounds over those years. And sometimes you can stay stagnant at the time and then something clicks, maybe something clicked with him, or maybe he's just got an elite defense and 
maybe he has, you know, benefited from, you know, a semi-easy schedule. And um, look, they went into L.A. and they took care of business. And that was a game that I thought that they would. But I really just don't think the Rams are very good, period. So um, I'm going to take away that the Cowboys are kind of who I thought they were, that they are, you know, stepping up to that really good class in the NFL. I'm going to put them in that second tier with the Niners and, you know. Minnesota? Maybe Minnesota, maybe Green Bay. And even though, you know, I know neither of us are that high in Green Bay. But I think Dallas has has escalated to that. And then they're going to get Dak back and – but this big test this week with the Eagles, um, I, if I had to rank the NFC teams right now, I would say the best three NFC teams are the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Niners. So we're going to match up with what I think are two of the three best teams in the NFC. Yep, and uh, two teams are excluded from that, the Green Bay Packers, and then also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who they got the win, and I'm sure that many people are in agreement with me. They got the win in very cheap fashion that – blown call that they were saying that I think the ref said after the game that they threw down Tom Brady and that's just him trying to make some sort of a excuse for a really really bad call but I mean my takeaway from Buccaneers versus Falcons is this is still a Falcons team that as long as they're catching a touchdown like they were against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you know what you could bet on the Falcons are a scrappy team they're not going to win a ton of games outright, in my opinion. But you know what? They're sort of like the Lions of last season, a team that's able to cover the spread. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, until they get guys back, you really can't be laying points with this team. Yeah, my takeaway from this game is just that the Bucs kind of put it on cruise control. I mean, they were up 21 nothing, and I don't know if they just kind of stopped or what. I mean, I, had, I, was, I laid the points in this game, and I kind of checked out of that game. Um, it just seemed like it was done. Atlanta couldn't do anything. Um, Tampa had 21 points, and before we knew it, the, this was a football game. Uh, I mean, obviously, the call was questionable at best. Uh, but, I mean, I have seen that before when, when a big defensive guy takes the quarterback and literally picks him up and slams him to the ground. They're trying to protect our quarterbacks. And, look, you might not like it. A lot of fans might not like it. But at the end of the day... I'm tired of seeing bad quarterbacking, and if we need to have these penalties to protect the few good quarterbacks we have in the league, then that's fine. I mean, I don't even know what we saw in Miami with this third-string quarterback that had never thrown a ball before. I I don't need to see that. I want to see Tom Brady. I want to see Aaron Rodgers. I want to see, you know, I want to see these quarterbacks that can read defenses and and make passes. I I don't really want to watch this. So if the trade-off is a penalty to stop, you know, uh, those strong hits, that's fine with me. I'm going to take that. Um, call me a Brady Stan if you want, but. We shall see if we're going to be seeing that more of that moving forward. But what we, what we do know is that we've got some week six lines out. We're going to be touching upon those next with David Baker here on Beeson Esports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports are heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, hockey, list goes on and on. And now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets when they make a first-time deposit using the promo code SPORTS. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here in Las Vegas, more specifically Circa, the sportsbook and resort out here in Las Vegas for the Greg Peterson Experience, being rejoined by David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. And David, we've taken a look at all that we got in terms of Week 5, and there is one more Week 5 game. Did you have much of a take for Monday Night Football between the Chiefs and the Raiders? I'm still trying to figure this one out. I mean, I want to take the points and play the Raiders. Um, I like the Raiders team. I think that they're, they're growing, they're, they're feisty. And I like that. I like the weapons they have offensively, but I'm not sure that they can hang like that. This is the spot for them. I mean, that Kansas city home field is, is really strong. 
and Patrick Mahomes just loves throwing against these jerseys. I mean, I, I know McDaniels is going to have a little different um, wrinkle defensively than what you know he's used to seeing in the past, but Mahomes has carved this team up in, in years past, so I'm not really sure. I know this is not going to be a big play for me for sure, so... Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm leaning Raiders now, but I think that's just me wanting to like the Raiders. And I personally take a look at the over as well. I don't know how much you make out of something like this, but something that I noticed with the Kansas City Chiefs is just year in and year out, the first five, six or so weeks of the season, the defense is really bad. We saw that last year where they were historically bad through the first five weeks, and then they improve as the season goes along. And I do think that there's a little bit of credence with that because it's sort of like the opposite of, what we've seen with the Arizona Cardinals, where the last few years they are super warm at the beginning of the season, and the Cardinals go straight down the toilet bowl. Perhaps it'll be a little bit different this year. Do you make a little bit out of that, where we do see some of these teams, like a Chiefs defense, get better as the season goes along, and vice versa, the Cardinals, where they just begin the season typically strong, and then they go straight downhill? I kind of feel like the entire NFL, the defenses are all getting better uh, every week. I mean, I... In the years past, we've just had shootout after shootout, and this year it doesn't really feel like that. I feel like points are more at a premium. So um, I'm going to start looking at trying to get some of these points in these lines because I don't, you know, when, when totals are 56, you know, laying six isn't nearly as, as painful as when the total's 42 or 44. And, and I think we're seeing at this year that points are a little harder to come by. So I'm going to be trying to find spots where um, – we can go ahead and pick up the points because I think the defenses are a little better. And I think this Chiefs defense looked pretty darn good against the Bucks, at least for the first half. The second half, there was a lot of garbage time, so I'm going to take that out. But the first half, they, they, they looked pretty decent, I thought. Yep, I do think that with the Chiefs defense, it's going to be interesting to see how they improve in the secondary because I do think that they needed a little bit of time to adjust to not having the Honey Badger back out there as well because he was a part of that defense. And what I do think is going to be intriguing for week number six is we're seeing a little bit of a look at right now line right now with the Minnesota Vikings being about a three to a three and a half point favorite, mostly a three point favorite against the Miami Dolphins. What the Dolphins are going to be trotting out there at quarterback is going to be very intriguing. And I do think that this is a spot where if you don't have Tua out there, if you don't have Teddy Bridgewater out there, which I think right now needs to be the expectation, this should be a spot where the Minnesota Vikings should be able to take care of business and get to 5-1 and one and win this game. I'm not sure if you've got much of a take on this one as of right now because there is a lot of injury question when it comes to Miami Dolphins, but assuming that what happens with Bridgewater and Tua does happen where they're sidelined, I do think that the Vikings should be able to take care of business. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm going to agree with that take. I do like the Vikings in general. Um, we've talked about every week that I'm pretty high on the Vikings. Traditionally, though, this is kind of a spot where Kirk kind of falls on his face traveling across the country or, you know, down to the south and having to play in Miami. I'm not sure what the heat's going to be like there, um, but it really just comes down to injuries. I think Teddy's probably going to play. I mean, from what it sounded like, they were just being overly cautious because of the Tua thing, I think, um, but he passed the tests in the locker room, but I guess the new thing is that if he's a little woozy, then they have to hold him out. But um, I think under old concussion protocol, he probably would have gone back in today. Uh, Hill didn't finish the game. Waddle was banged up going into it. So 
It's really tough to know with, with these weapons. Uh, I, I don't really have a strong lean at this point. I mean, I, I hope it's the Vikings. I, I have a lot of money tied up in Vikings futures. So um, I, I hope it's what you say. And I hope maybe we see a depleted Dolphins team because I would like to back the Vikings. Yeah, because Teddy is going to be in concussion protocols and literally within the last few days, we have seen those updated. So that is really going to put this one to the test because with the Miami Dolphins, they were the team that they really caused for a little bit of, shall we say, reconfiguration of those as well. So I do think that that is really going to be something to take a look at, not just from a betting perspective, but just from an overall football and how things are being handled perspective as well. We were talking about how bad it is to watch the Denver Broncos in prime time, and they're going to be back in prime time this Monday as well. But, well, at the very least, on Thursday night, we get a much better game between the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears, which, ugh, that is going to be a rough watch as well. But if I'm looking anywhere, I'd be looking at the Washington Commanders as a pick in this game. I just really can't trust in the Chicago Bears, a team that at 2-3, and three, I think that they're significantly worse than their record would indicate. This is probably not a game that you want to be investing too much in, in my opinion. But if I were to look at a little bit of a road team that's a pick'em slash an underdog, I think that the Commanders have a good shot of being able to get the job done against a Bears team that they just are being eluded by the forward pass at this point. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to play, but I will play something because it's on <laughs> TV and it's the NFL, and uh, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to bet it because that's what I do. But um, yeah, I. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with Washington? Is Wentz going to quarterback? Is Rivera going to coach? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, we need to see how things shake out through the week. My initial indication would be, yeah, uh, I think the commanders are a little better team than the Bears, but I kind of want to see how this week shakes out um, just because the commanders have a lot of issues. So let's just kind of see what happens. I'm not going to make a, make a prediction on Thursday yet. I gave you one of the worst games yeah, on the thanks. board there. Yeah, I appreciate that. So we're going to give you a better one. They have anything in terms of the Cowboys versus the Eagles right now? Two teams that we are both very high on. The Eagles are between about a five to a five and a half point favorite. Total is about a 43 and a half. And I do think that this is correlated a little bit, in my opinion. If this is a game that is a big giant shootout, it bodes very well for the Philadelphia Eagles. If the Dallas Cowboys defense continues to play the way that it does, I do think that this lends itself to the Cowboys being able to cover this number. Yeah, well, I mean, both these teams have feasted on on teams that their line play is just significantly better than. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens now when um, they're matched with equally as good line play. So the Cowboys are able to really feast on bad offensive lines. The Eagles have probably one of the best offensive lines in football. So that takes away an advantage there. Um, I really, I want to see what happens with Dak. I, I think Dak's going to make his return in this game. If he does, and if that line stays north of a field goal, as much as I, you know, I have preseason action on the Eagles to win this division, I might lean towards the Cowboys. I think over a field goal, I think this is a close game. Um, and I don't really think there's a whole lot of difference between these teams right now. I mean, I, I know we want to think the Eagles are elite and the Cowboys are not. But from what I've seen, the Cowboys are are pretty darn close. And the Eagles have really struggled scoring in the second half. And, and once it's okay and twice it's – but now we're going on four weeks in a row where they can't score in the second half. They didn't score past – in the last 40 minutes of the game other than a, a, a couple of field goals against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have – a pretty pathetic defense. So um, 
I'm, I'm not sure if we're crowning the Eagles a little quick. Um, if, if this line, if we get Dak and this line stays over four, I'm probably going to be looking to take the points in this one as much to my dismay because I, I really, the Eagles could go ahead and probably salt that division away if they win this game. So, Yep, and with regards to the Arizona Cardinals as well, they were dealing with that, having James Conner in that game as well. So they had to go a little bit more one-dimensional, but we never go one-dimensional on this show as we give you pro tips every single hour on pretty much the entirety of the network. So you get 20 pro tips every single weekday here on VEASAN. And the pro tip for this hour, we were talking about it with David Baker. Don't be afraid to change your opinion a little bit on coaches. Do not be complacent with your rankings of them and your thoughts of them. There are guys that could turn the corner. I am personally doing that a little bit with Mike McCarthy, a guy that I dog quite a bit when he was with the Green Bay Packers later on and last year as well. feel like he's doing a much better job this season with the Dallas Cowboys, but a man that always does a terrific job. That'd be you, David Baker. You're the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, a professional poker player, and a man that does amazing work. Thank you so much for joining me in studio. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I'll uh, see you next Sunday. David does amazing work. And coming up next, let's take a look at more of those NFL games for this upcoming week here on Beeson Esports Bank Network. Hey, it's Gil Alexander from VEASAN. Every Monday during the football season, we do something really special on my show, A Numbers Game. Chrissy Andrews, the director of the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook, joins me and releases every single NFL line for the upcoming week live on the show. It's a perspective show. It's a perspective show. It's a perspective show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.